Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul. Thought I'd give myself a little gong. You know, I tried to introduce that into the show a while back, and I guess it's just about your studio and your budget, really. You have to hire a guy to stand there and bang the gong if you don't want to do it yourself. That's an important job because you have to listen to find out where the important parts are. And you want to put them right at the end like a real exclamation. You sure don't want one of these where you're talking and the guy just gong, what? Hey. So you see, there's an art to the gong. And I imagine there's an art to everything. And I'm so glad that People are so diverse. There's so many talented people. Like your brain works with all those trillions of neurons. Our world works with many amazing people. Now, we're talking about human beings, and I coined a word about 15 years ago that it's out there, and I hope it's picked up someday. But I call it consciousness elitism. Yeah, our nation is diverse, our world is diverse, and we don't often give credit to all those that make a contribution. And certainly, with consciousness elitism, we don't think about how the animals help the ecosystem and contribute to life by... Well, you know, right down to the sea plankton. Here's this little bitty stuff, and it just goes on and on and on. It feeds a lot of the lower fish and creatures in the ocean that the other ones eat. And, you know, they're just so insignificant, you can't hardly see them. And most people don't know what they do or how they do it or what their true significance is. If they were gone... Everyone would have a familiarity with it. They would realize that, hey, I'm, I'm hungry. There's not a lot to eat. And maybe not attributed back to that, even if someone had told them. I mean, usually it's the, the politicians call them the bread and butter issues. And you sit at your kitchen table because that's where you sit and eat usually. And so somehow it seems important to, or I should say it seems relevant to bring important issues to the dinner table. You know, use it when you're not eating dinner. Just lay out your papers and go over your plan, drink your coffee, see if you can afford college for your kid. These are the decisions of life that, that matter. They're really what matter to most people in the world, but to Americans, 
We we live in a different world. I, I told you uh, about the speeches last week at the Law Day and the young people who were talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and what conditions are like in other countries and how the poorest person here is like a prince or a king in relation to how some other people in the world live. And not some other. It's really the vast majority of other. We, we got it pretty good. And, you know, I don't know how that plays into your patriotism or your pride. I get it. Okay. So this week, there was a Healthy Communities Commission meeting where I speak often on trying to find some better way. And I... I you know, rack my brain on this all the time, constantly thinking. And we have to do things differently. It's not that we have to fix some of the stuff that doesn't work. It's crap. It needs to be replaced by something that works. So if you can't build upon the garbage in to get not garbage out, that's always a real challenge. But at least at the criminal justice meeting, oh, by the way, the Healthy Commission's meeting was canceled. I think maybe they had a sabbatical layover, or maybe they couldn't get a quorum, which is sad because, you know, you want these people to sit down and work through some of these things and try and figure out how to crack it. But, again, it's a little bit sad because... If we're called upon to fix problems based on improving what we built before, well, that's people want that. People want to keep the systems up. People want to keep getting their pensions. They want to rise in an agency that has room to grow. And so if you look at these things, I've seen some of the teacher strikes that are on TV, in the news. Teachers want better pay, smaller class sizes, nurses, counselors for the kids, duh. Well, we used to have a lot of those things. And a lot of kids still didn't learn the skills they needed to you know, get the education they needed to compete in the world. I saw a piece recently that was... Food for thought on that, you know, because schools, they're cutting more and more things, special education, band, sports, all these extracurriculars that help mold young people's characters. But they're also now not even against the calls of how to fix this failure, willing to institute teaching kids about money. So we have a whole group of people that will learn jobs or skills or something, but may never understand how to manage their money in the simplest terms. It's not taught. And the critics claim that it's because, well, the powers that be, again, I'm, I plead innocent, I don't know who they are. I don't even have a suspicion. I think a lot of times there are forces that set up and swirl and 
are guided and aided and bolstered by sentiment and powerful feelings and emotions that people have. There's a lot of forces out there at work. I talked last time about Tony Robbins and his unseen forces that affect us. So there's a lot of that. But for some reason, the schools haven't done real well and people don't know how to manage money and we're basically, according to the guys, being trained to work. So yeah, okay, living wage job in a factory or, you know, I want to say God forbid, but if you have the job, it's not that bad, even though it is that bad, like a coal miner, I was going to say. Who wants to be down in a mine mining coal? There's black lung, there's all these other things just getting trapped there with a cave-in. What a dangerous job. And what a crazy kind of a job to have when you realize that there are alternative fuels and nuclear power and all these things that really are much better for the environment than coal and can produce more energy more cheaply. So is the coal job, are we going to bring back coal? No, we're not. Donald Trump lies to people. He, can you imagine, I mean, if you understand the scope of the harm we've done to this planet in the short period of time we have before it's just too late, it on the verge here of almost too late, you just have to think, huh, what does that mean? But then the next step is the worst part because it's just like teaching kids finance in school or actually getting them to learn to read. It's not getting done. I'm going to talk about my friend Bill Holmes. He writes letters to the editor and now, here's a guy that, that makes good points. He makes true salient points, and they're mostly fair and mostly dead-on accurate. And even in all that, the way you look at things matters. But he's talking about our inability to fix problems, and I'm going, hey, I have to agree with you, Bill. We have our work cut out for us, and he and I through the years and dueling letters to the editor. And I don't write a lot anymore because I, well, what's the point? That's my attitude about it. What's the point? Other people read the letters. If they're good letters, they say, oh, that guy wrote a pretty good letter. What does that do? Because Bill wrote a good letter. And it just reminded me that like Miguel Rio and Jason Zink and John Manning. These are names from the paper. Friends of mine, all of them I have an affection for. Genuine respect and love. And Dr. Manning's an old emergency room surgeon. And all these guys that worked in schools and contributed. So, I mean, my, Miguel Rio worked in public education. So I, I can't say, oh, it sucks. You know, it may suck. 
there may be grave shortfalls, but he's not the problem. And what he contributed while he was there affected lives of people that I still see to this day when I'm with him, who meet him again and know him and remember him and remember what he did for them. And so that's one of the good ones. Yeah, school may still have failed them. So these are the things we have to consider. When we come back, I'm, I'm going to talk about what's happened to our criminal justice system, how the attorney general is about to be held in contempt of Congress and all the other things that are coming. It's, uh, oh, we got we to gotta work on this. Welcome back to Upholding Matters. We do our best and then we go on. There was a delay and it doesn't fit in with the thing I read this week about production and being on time. And it was mostly for video production. But I think I was talking about how changes get made at the last minute. and We don't want that. Well, we had a little mix up, so we have to change it. But the wisdom was that you should be on time and on budget. You should launch on time and on budget, and you can't launch late. But in a case like this, well, we're launching a little late, and I have vowed to have a second half better than the first second half. So let's do it. Okay, so we are back. And you remember how I was going on about on time, on budget, and there was a little hiccup. Well, this is life. He came back and I couldn't find my cards that I wrote the entire first show on that was due to a technical problem recorded over. And that was a weird one. It's just a funny loop of the last thing I said and something else thrown in there and you know, it could be cool for about three loops, but maybe some spooky music with it. But my God, it goes on and on and on. So that's the reason why you want to be on time, because last minute fixes always just take much, much more time and more effort because... My budget might be small, but the stress, you know, we have to handle it. And I tell you this so that you can realize that it's hard and we handle it the best we can. And we try and remember what we're doing. We're trying to uphold what matters to us. And keeping my sanity by doing this podcast is certainly one thing. So... This week was supposed to be the healthy commission meeting with the city, and it was canceled, and I may have been because of no quorum, and it may have been scheduled in advance because they're trying to put committees together or something. I couldn't remember, but I look forward to that one because they're actually tasked with trying to fix something. 
So I did wind up making it to the Criminal Justice Commission meeting, which was the next day. And it was the first meeting like that since Law Day. I had a great time that day. And since the last meeting when I called my bud Lee Rico a worn-out old lawman, you know, talking about the Kevin Costner movie where they got Bonnie and Clyde, and the old washed-up guys are the only ones that'll go do something like that. And they're still pretty good. They have skills, and their intuition is pretty darn good. So there was a letter this week from a guy, Bill Holmes, Holmans, and he, I admire him. He, he does his homework. He gets to the facts. He writes, and he's kind of politically right-wing, I would say, and nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm a conservative liberal or a liberal conservative. I, I don't have a name for what I am. I just try and make sense of things and do the right thing and encourage everyone to do the right thing, the greater good and all. I have a lot of friends, Miguel Rios, John Manning, Jason Sink, all these guys write into the paper and they're critical of certain things and some are pro-Trump and it's difficult because these are all great guys that I admire and we agree on everything we ever agreed on, just not Donald Trump. So we have our attorney general, he's in contempt and they're rejecting subpoenas all up and down the line, the Treasury Department and uh, for the taxes. And, you know, I just, it's a silly one, but that's pretty fundamental. You'd think that we should be able to see the guy who's leading our country's taxes. And it just becomes more and more of a bizarre situation to me to think that it can happen where one guy can get in there who's so fundamentally unqualified and unfit and can do all these things to our country. It's, it's worth a second thought. You know, someday consciousness may be declared as universal as, or as AI goes, and there'll be people, and they'll get to vote, and one could be elected, and... We just have to follow its orders. I, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I guess I'll, that's a little bit into the future, you know. So I might be spared that by just the natural order of things. But here we go. And we're just watching all this go on. And our uh, Secretary of State, this Mike Pompeo, he, uh, was on his way to Russia to chat it up with Putin. I'm not sure he's going to you know, be the guy that can tell him, hey, knock it off or whatever. Trump wants to be chums, you know, him and Kim Jong-un. I mean, that guy murders for sport. You know, it's... Why would the president of the United States say they have a love affair? It's... it's uh, it's really sad. So now the 
I'm not sure what they call it. The Eagles have come home to roost. No, that's not it. But the problem has come back. You know, we talked about our status around the world and our relationship with important allies, particularly England and France and Canada, if you want to sing that song. So our guy, Pompeo, changed his flight plans and instead of going to Russia, cancel that, going to see England and France and talk to him about this Iran stuff. Now we pulled out of the Iran deal and I don't think our allies liked that. I mean, they were pretty satisfied with what did get done. And Trump just willfully, like, hey, I'm the boss, undid all that, like he tries to do with the Obamacare and people getting insurance for care, no matter how unsavory it might be. So, and I think people liked it. Some plans, you know, worked for people is what I'm saying. And just to cancel that is, or to try, it's just, and there's no replacement after saying there would be, and there still isn't. It's just fantasy. So now, here we go. Pompeo's going to go talk to England and France, and they're going to say about this Iran stuff, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Could be, but they have to hang together. But I don't want to see Iran villainized. They're not really a threat. I mean, they have missiles, and they can cause a lot of harm, and maybe they'll get a nuclear bomb someday. I mean, we tolerate Kim Jong-un with nuclear weapons when we said we never would do that. So, you know, just giving everybody else, my goodness, it sounds so crazy, doesn't it? It just sounds so crazy. China, they do have nuclear weapons. And we're going to have a trade war with them. And our farmers aren't going to be able to sell their soybeans. And most of them for last year are rotten away. And China doesn't take that stuff. So we're going to do it. We're going to have a capricious war just because Trump wants to. Against all the advice of... Just about everyone else. I mean, you know, China rips us off. There's no doubt about it. They do all those bad things. They manipulate. They steal intellectual property. All that is very real. They're a big bully. They're an up-and-coming military. You know, they're trying to put guys in the moon. So they're not a minor player. But, I mean, they've already proved they'll let millions starve before they'll let the United States win a trade war. So, you know, all over the world, Venezuela, I mentioned Syria before because everyone's trying to, and I saw a report on the news that Doctors Without Borders is pulling out because they've bombed all, every single clinic, hospital, makeshift place where people could get medical care. It blew them all up. So Syria gets worse, if you can believe that. Venezuela, not doing well. Uh, French Marines in Africa freed some hostages, and one guy got killed. 
But there was a victory, I suppose. I mean, I'm sorry for the guy that got killed. Then you have your 900 kids released from some capturers in Africa. And, you know, it's like, my goodness, all these poor indoctrinated kids are going to come back and their parents are going to say, hey, this is not the kid I lost how many months ago. So more problems being compounded and more kids in need of help. And, you know, if we have the best and we can't do it, what hope is there for them? So we keep trying. We have elections and Kamala Harris was kind of cute for Mother's Day. She, she has stepkids, but they don't like that name. So they call her Mamala. And that's kind of cute. I like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie. He makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going and just doing our best on time and on budget. Hopefully. <laughs>